Welcome to the Amore Magazine podcast here on AmoreMagazine.com. On this episode, I talk to Emily Morse, star of the new Bravo TV series, Misadvised. Emily is also the author of a new book titled Hot Sex, 200 Things You Can Try Tonight, available on Amazon.com and at bookstores everywhere. She hosts her own podcast titled Sex with Emily, which can be downloaded on iTunes. Here's my interview with Emily Morse. First of all, what made you interested in, you know, love, relationships, dating, and sex early on, um, you know, to ultimately start, you, you know, your podcast from the beginning? Um, I've always been passionate about learning more about sex and relationships because I think it's what drives the world. Everyone's looking for love. Everyone's trying to figure it out. If they have it, is it the right, are they with the right person? Are they with the wrong person? And so I, it's something that's always fascinated me. I studied psychology in, in, in college, and I just thought that it was – I'm a documentary filmmaker, but that was my background, and I thought, well, what's the next subject I want to tackle? And I thought, instead of doing a documentary, I'll just do a podcast, and I'll interview people about their sex lives and their relationships. And I started it in my living room about seven years ago. Okay. Uh, and then, um, so how did you um, get onto the Bravo show? Obviously, Ashley Tisdale produces <laughs> it. And, you know, she's somebody who we know from, you know, high school musicals. So this is totally a different subject matter for her. So um, how, did, how did that show come about and, and come across for you? Um, they actually approached me. They heard about my show and my website and all that stuff. And they approached me to be cast in it. In this, in this advice. So uh, one, what's one piece of advice you can give to uh, any couple to better their sex life? Um, I would say communication is a lubrication. If you, got, if you don't talk about your sex life, um, you're not going to have amazing sex. Okay. If you need to talk about it, that's what I would say. All right. What's like one of the number one issues that you get uh, common from, you know, uh, couples that you probably talk to? You know about it. Where what's like the number one thing they say is the biggest issue? The number the number one biggest issue that couples have with their relationship and their sex life is that you know that eventually the um, you know that the, they're no longer have the same attraction that they did. That it's waning. That their love life is waning. That they don't have sex as often. And how to basically how to reignite the spark is the number one question I get asked from couples. Okay, and is is that common for you know uh, couples that have been together a year, two years, all the way up to yeah. you know married That's for amazing thing? Yeah, it could be together a year, ten years, or thirty years. It comes up for every couple eventually. Okay. All right, um, and you you obviously reveal a lot of stuff about yourself on the show. You know, and I think like the last uh, the second episode, which I just watched. You know, you talk about like uh, having sex on the first date or having threesomes, and you expose a lot on the show. So, do, do you think like that is that going to help you ultimately? Um, you know, uh, in your dating life, or will it hurt you? Or do you mind putting yourself out there like that? Well, the verdict is still out on that one. Um, okay. I don't really know how it's going to help or hurt. I think that that's who I am, and I would only want to be with a guy who was comfortable with all of me. Right. Uh, do you think that may give him uh, an unfair advantage, though, like on a date, knowing that he probably knows a lot more about you than you do about him? Like, is it harder for you to get yeah, to know a guy I because mean, of that? Yeah, I mean, it probably will. It probably, you know, would skew some things, but I, I just... That's just who I. But I, I've also been doing my radio show for seven years, and so I do reveal a lot of my shows. So to me, the TV show is an extension of the radio show. So this is nothing new for me. Like I've been talking about sex and relationships in my own personal life. I mean, for seven years, the, the reality show Misadvised definitely gets more into it in more depth, and more people will see it. But um, I can't worry about it. You know, you can't spend your life worrying about things that you said or whatever. I mean, this is who I am, and I think that that what we're doing on the show is helping a lot of people because they're, you know, relating to us or not relating, but whatever it is, it's, they're asking questions of themselves and seeing themselves in one of us. And so 
I don't know what's going to happen with the guys out there. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> right. So ultimately, he, he'll love you or hate you just based yeah. on what, what you know. So it's not like uh, you're trying to be somebody that you're not. Okay. Exactly. I'm, I'm 100% myself. Okay. Uh, what's the best date and the worst date ever that you've been on? Oh, God. Um, the worst date I ever went on was when I smelled the guy before I actually saw him. He was walking up the stairs to my apartment building. I live on the fourth floor, and his cologne was so strong. And, and then I heard his chains rattling, and it was just not a great date. And he talked about his, uh, you know, divorce from his awful ex-wife, and it was just it was just miserable. And then I had to sit through an entire sushi dinner and dessert. Oh, no. I, really wanted, to, I wanted to leave when the edamame came, you know what I'm saying? But right, I right. couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And the best date I've ever been on, I'd have to say, oh, God, would be i got to get a better answer for this. I don't know. I mean, honestly, for me, it's like the guys I dated for a long time because we had great communication. Like, I don't I don't even remember, like, oh, it was amazing. He flew me off to Hawaii. It's more like a great first date when the conversation was flowing and there was no awkward pauses and we just really got along and had a good, good, good conversation. Okay. Uh, can a girl and guy be just friends? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, but like... I don't think that's a problem. Do people still let me? Yes, they can be friends. Okay, but like, it, I mean, but it, one of them can't be attracted to the other. Well, a lot because of then it makes it tough. Happens, one is attracted. It makes it difficult, I think, with men and women being friends. Because a lot of guys are like, you know, they're not looking for new girlfriends. They're looking for girls to have sex with. So they were like, oh, let's be friends. The first thing they might be thinking is, oh, you know, maybe we'll get together. And then when that doesn't work out, hopefully you can still be friends if it doesn't work out. Right. But right. I think it can be tricky, but. Um, you know, if you're an adult about it and you're honest, I think that they can be. I mean, some of my, my, my most amazing friends are guys. Some of my closest friends are guy friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, like, my, my female friends are ones that, you know, I'm not necessarily attracted to, but I get along great with and, you know, have a fun time exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a sign of maturity when men and women can truly be friends. Right. Uh, okay. And can a girl make the first move? Sure. If she wants to. A lot of guys can't read signs from women. There was actually a study that came out that showed that men are not as good as women are in reading the signs. So a lot of times guys are like, God, they kick themselves because a woman will say, I was really into you and you never made a move. So I think that it's okay sometimes for women to make the first move. I mean, because the guy might just need that little kick in the pants to know that she's interested. Right, right. Okay. Um, and who's your celebrity crush and why? <sighs> my celebrity crush and why? Oh, my God. You've got to have one. <laughs> Mine's Bill Clinton. How's that? Bill Clinton. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't mind that. Uh, all right. And um, talk about your book, um, Hot Sex, Over 200 Things Hot You Can Try sex. Tonight. Yeah. My book is called Hot Sex, Over 200 Things You Can Try Tonight. You can buy it on Amazon. And it's an amazing book because I've gotten so much feedback from people who are couples or just dating. And they casually, the thing about the book is it's got these beautiful illustrations. We took photographs of people, we took videos of photographs of people actually having sex. And then they were illustrated by a very talented illustrator in London. And so the pictures really like, you. there's pictures and there's text. And you can just kind of read the book. You can just kind of open it to a page and be like, I'd love to try that tonight. So it's really simple things that you can do to spice up your sex life and your relationship. And since that is the number one problem that couples have, I think it's a great book that everyone should have on their bookshelf. All right, Emily, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. That was Emily Morse, star of the new Bravo TV show, Misadvised. You can watch Misadvised Monday nights at 10 p.m. on Bravo TV. You can check out more about Emily on her website at emilymorse.com. You can also follow her on Twitter at sexwithemily. Until next time, this is the Amore Magazine podcast here on AmoreMagazine.com.